With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Full Count Chaos. It always means a lot that you take the time to tune in. I'd love to hear from you. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at FullCountChaos where we bitch and complain about sports shit all week, every day. I know it's been random lately, starting out 2022 with uploading the episodes. I uh, mentioned last time, typically they're uploaded every Sunday, every week. Yes, once the season starts, I'm pretty sure that's going to continue with the uh, weekly routine every Sunday. Uh, but I, you know, randomly uploading these episodes, I don't think I'm fucking up anyone's schedule. But again, it just means a lot that you're uh, tuning in. Also wanted to remind everyone, uh, last season I gave away free tickets just for tuning in, just for hanging out. Like I said, I when I'm giving them away, it's going to be later in the season. Um, you know, I don't think I'm going to be giving away the Paul McCartney tickets. <laughs> Saw that motherfucker's coming to town. I'm a huge fan of Paul McCartney. Definitely got a hard on reading about that. Uh, I think June 12th. I mean, if I would pay a shit ton of money just to watch him play Hey Jude live, and then I would go home. You know, he always plays the extended version where it's like a 20-minute Hey Jude. 20 minutes later, if I got in my car and drove home after spending like $300 on a ticket, I'd, I'd be satisfied. But I did want to remind you, I will be giving away tickets again this season. Uh, I did it last year and the year before, and everybody seems to enjoy the tickets. Um, Again, it's not upper deck. It's not like last row. Even though it's free, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I still like to take care of you guys. So I will be mentioning that again, and I'll do it like I've always done. I I don't put it on social media. I don't put it anywhere on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, any reminders of uh, uh, going to be talking about it because I want the true listeners who tune in to be able to have that chance to get the ticket. So, you know, as the season continues and the uh, episodes upload more and more, I will remind you all about that. Hopefully, we see a season. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, this lockout. Anyway, uh, some emails came in. Over the past couple weeks, um, apparently somebody wanted to chime in, heard me talking about how I've never met or talked to anyone who's actually used January 1st, New Year's to quit something or or start something or or whatever it is. And I don't think it exactly counts, this person who wrote in uh, pertaining to that. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Also, an email coming in about the wall getting moved back. And some Orioles shit, as we do here. It's an Orioles podcast. But anything on your mind that you want to talk about, love to hear from you. Uh, Something I kind of, I forget every now and then to update you guys with movies and shows. I know a lot of people like to uh, send in advice on some good shit to watch. I know a lot of you have chimed in because I've talked about it. uh, Ozark with Jason Bateman. I I fucking love Jason Bateman. I think he might be my man crush. Wait, what did you say? I don't know. He's just great in everything. Uh, Comedy, drama, he's just fantastic, but... Uh, the new season that came out a couple weeks ago, oh my God, fantastic. 
I always wonder when I how many morons watch these shows like this, uh, Ozark, and they think it's that easy to make millions of dollars. Because if you haven't watched it, it's about laundering money <laughs> for the cartel. You know, it just makes it seem like it's so easy doing shit like this. It makes you think like, hmm. But then you're like, oh, yeah, this this isn't real life. Uh, but anyway, Ozark, the new season's good. Uh, I just started watching The Wire, believe it or not. I'm, uh, what, 22 years late here. It's good. It's not the best show I've ever watched. It's no Breaking Bad. Uh, people were telling me that The Wire was going to change my life. No, it, it's it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen. It, it is entertaining. We enjoy it. I think we're on the fourth season. I think there's five of them. Uh, but yeah, I've enjoyed that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I haven't been watching many movies. Just been watching a bunch of documentaries. Everything's about uh, murder and psychos. I think that's all that Netflix puts out now, which I don't blame them. I mean, documentaries, how cheap are they to make? Uh, I'm going to see the new Batman movie. I think, yeah, that's about it. That's all I can give you. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. House of Gucci. What a fucking awful movie. Just terrible. That movie was terrible. It's just basically about rich people problems. Shit that you would never be able to relate to. It's just an awful movie. Everything about it was terrible. I know a lot of people are like, ooh, Lady Gaga. She's fun. I bet it's good. I, they probably wrote it, and they're like, this is so bad. Uh, but how can we get people to watch it? Hey, let's get Lady Gaga. And uh, people will pile in to watch it. It was, it was fucking awful. So save your time. All right. Um, I always feel like this time of year, it's like, all right, baseball's starting. Let, let's get this show on the road now. Obviously, the lockout's fucking all that shit up right now. Uh, but when football is officially over, that's when it feels like baseball season's there. And apparently, speaking of the Super Bowl, there's no funny commercials anymore. The The Super Bowl has just shit the bed airing out, or it's not their fault. But anyway, companies are not putting out the funny commercials I remember 10 to 15 years ago. I mean, every commercial break, people would still be glued to the TV and we'd all be laughing out loud. It was fantastic. And then, you know, the Bud Bowl, which we don't see anymore. It's just terrible. Now it's just a bunch of fucking companies who will put an A-list celebrity in and it'll be just your, your typical commercial. It's terrible. But it's been like that for the past couple of years. Just not funny. My mom's always like, I'm going to run to the TV on commercial break. And she used to text me on what was funny and what wasn't. Nothing was funny this time. After like the end of the first quarter, she just completely turned off the TV and <laughs> started doing something else. But do you give a shit when you watch these, uh, the Super Bowl, like all the celebrities they put on the TV? Like, do you give a flying shit whether or not Sean Penn is there, who constantly looks like someone told him his dog just died? Guy has the saddest look on his face constantly, and I guess it's Botox. It does some fucked up shit to your face. You got Matt Damon. Looks like a goddamn pedophile with his mustache. And I get it. Mustaches are kind of coming back in. It's like that ironic uh, fashion. It's like the uh, the irony. I get it. It looks bad, but I'm going to do it because it's funny. Whatever. And then they show, you know, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, my God. The guy's everywhere. <laughs> he's at every fucking Super Bowl looking like he's too cool for school. Like nobody's standing around him. He's just standing there with his hands in his pocket. Like he's 24 hours a day. He's posing. For a magazine cover photo. (laughs) Fuck. He constantly has that look like, you know, I'm five foot five, but I can kick your ass. And every every year, I swear people think they just saw the greatest halftime show ever. Every single halftime show. (laughs) That was the greatest. That was the best. The halftime show was great. I grew up listening to Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, 50 Cent. I like Mary J. Blige, a couple of her songs. It was, it was good. It was a good halftime show. I enjoyed it. But people are just like, that was the greatest. No, I don't think it was the greatest, but it was entertaining. 
It's good shit. And poor 50 Cent getting made fun of for his weight. Come on, man. The guy's a trillionaire. He's like 50 years old now. The fuck gives a shit how he looks. But he has a good sense of humor because he was online actually retweeting a lot of them. Because <laughs> he thought a lot of them were funny. So props to him. All right, before we jump in head first with all the fun we have coming up here, I want to remind you that I care about you guys. I care about your health. I want you to do well in life. And it's very important to care about your health, especially with all the shit going around, COVID, flu season. I'm going to give you a little heads up on something. Athletic Greens. Okay, that's what it's called. Now, a ton of people take multivitamins, and that's great. I know people are like, I take 10 to 15 vitamins a day. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source superfoods, probiotics to help start your day. The special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during, like I said, the cold and flu season. You got to take care of yourself. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. Like I'm saying, it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. Now, to make things easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, get ready for this, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do it! All right, one more here, folks. ColorCast is a live, free, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can even share your own experience on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app. It's free on any app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the league, boom, that's it. ColorCast. Check it out. All right, moving on here, uh, talking a little bit about demos. Not much about demos because of the fucking lockout. There's not too much to talk about. It's funny, I have friends who do Orioles podcast and baseball podcast, and they're trying to think outside the box on (laughs) trying to think of segments to talk about. Uh, But Matt Harvey, looks like he's not coming back to the Orioles after Harvey's testimony on the trial of Eric Kay, which that will absolutely be going on Hulu, Netflix, one of the streaming services, probably in about six to eight months. Because that shit's a little crazy. Um, If you haven't read into it, but pertaining to just Matt Harvey, first of all, I don't know why Michael Elias was even flirting with the idea of Harvey coming back to pitch. He just wasn't good. He's not good. Look, a pitcher who pitches in the majors who's, who's not good, who's below average, who stinks, every now and then, We'll have a good outing. A broken watch is right twice a day. All right? They're going to mainly shit the bed, but every now and then. So every now and then if Matt Harvey was able to get past four innings, for fuck's sake, it doesn't mean like, oh, he's still got it. See? He's still got it. No, he just he just got lucky. 6-14. and 14, He had a 627 ERA. So with Michael Ice before this happened with the news of Matt Harvey, I, I, I don't know why he was even talking about having him back. 
But uh, Harvey, if you haven't heard, testified and discussed the drug use among the angels and admitted to using cocaine well, the, <laughs> with the New York Mets and the uh, angels in 2019. Look, you know, I, I'd say drugs and pitching do not play well together. But fuck, look at Doc Ellis. <laughs> Played the best game of his career while tripping on acid. June 12th, 1970. You look that up. If you haven't checked out that or... I mean, fuck. Watch his no-hitter on YouTube, Doc Ellis. And just keep reminding yourself, this guy is tripping his nuts off right now. It's crazy. But with Harvey coming out admitting that he supplied Skaggs with oxycodone and Percocet, which he said he obtained from a hockey player. That was random. I don't know. Why even Why even go there? Because then they're going to start asking, well, who'd you get it from? Where'd you get it from? How? Just fucking look. You're going to come out and, quote, unquote, try to do the right thing all of a sudden. Just uh, leave other people's names out of it. But, of course, that whole situation is just sad, what happened with that kid. So we will not see Matt Harvey. Michael Elias made that clear, which I'm thrilled we won't have to see Matt Harvey. Let's focus on some of the young arms, get that shit show together, and start winning some games. Now, what are you looking forward to? What are you going to be looking for this Orioles season? You know, maybe just wins and losses. Most conversations I have with people who are talking about the upcoming season, whether it was last year or the year before, a lot of people just say wins and losses. You know, who who gives a shit, some of you say, about anything else, right? They don't win. Nothing else means shit. Easy as that. What else is there? Wins and losses. Now, some of you know that probably the Orioles aren't going to be going to the playoffs and and you're going to kind of focus your attention on something else. Of course, we're all going to be rooting for the Orioles to win every single game. But maybe some of you are just looking for positive steps towards a better team. Maybe 10 to 15 more wins this year than last year. Or looking for better pitching, better defense. Or maybe you have your eye on a specific player. Those people I talk to, they can't wait to see Adley Rushman. Another popular name, Grayson Rodriguez, who I'm very excited to see. Can't wait for him. Now, one player I'm interested to watch this season, 2022, Cedric Mullins. I'm curious to see what kind of season he has after his monster year. Especially the news that came out about him. What a story he's written. I mean, something you'd see that you want to talk about documentaries and and streaming on Netflix or Hulu. This might be one of them. You know, you'd see something about Cedric Mellons in in 10 years after winning two World Series and receiving an MVP for one of them. I mean, the news that came out. Battling Crohn's disease without actually being diagnosed. How scary is that shit? I have a weird pain in my side for an hour and I think I'm going to fucking die. He was struggling with symptoms and didn't know what the hell was going on. Finally treated in 2021. I mean, the symptoms for Crohn's disease, man, that shit will fuck you up if you don't know what it is. You get some sharp pains in the abdomen, joints, lower abdomen, rectum, bloating, bowel obstruction, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, fatigue, fever, loss of appetite, bleeding, cramping, depression, mouth ulcer, slow growth, weight loss. I mean... That shit starts happening, and nobody knows what the fuck's going on, but you can still focus and continue to play well. Shit. Definitely don't want to take anything away from Mullen's hard work and dedication to come around and be one of the best center fielders in the league, but holy shit, man. You have something like that fucking your game up? I don't care who you are. That shit will mess up your game no matter what. So now that they've diagnosed it, hopefully you know they're doing things to help it and all that good shit. You know, here he comes in 2021 and he just tears it up. So I want to see now 2022. Does he still have it? Was it a fluke? No, I don't think it was a fluke. 
I think he's going to continue to be a star center fielder for the Orioles, maybe. It's if uh, Elias doesn't trade him. It's been a conversation a couple times here on the podcast, and I know a lot of people, when they hear that, they grind their teeth and write in. They just basically say, fuck you. I think somebody did write in <laughs> last season, wasn't it? Towards the end of the season, I had my buddy Paul call in, and we were talking about Mullins being traded, and I think... <laughs> to go back and look somebody just wrote yeah i heard you guys talking about trading mullins fuck you (laughs) p.s love the show i made that part up i don't know if they said p.s love the show during the 2020 season he played 48 of the 60 games while battling with crohn's disease that's a tough motherfucker like i said i feel nauseous in the morning i call out of work for two days this guy plays 48 major league baseball games he's aware all eyes are on him like I just said, talking about also curious if Elias has trade plan for him down the road. Look, his arm isn't getting any stronger, folks. And we all know pitching is still a concern with these Orioles. A lot of these young arms last season shit the bed pretty fucking bad, reminding us all outfield is not the problem. These fucking starters need to get their shit together. But when you're talking about Cedric Mullins and what he did with the bat and stealing bases, you know, just batting under 300. 30-30, of course. I want to see what's going to happen with him. And and look, if Elias does trade him for whatever kind of prospect or money or whatever the fuck it is, I, look, I, I get it. And I said this last season doing the podcast. I get it. Look, Mullen's arm is not the answer in center field. Boy, is he quick out there. But when you got a guy on second and it's a ball up the middle and you're trying to throw out the tying run, most of the time he's not going to get that runner. So uh, those of you who write in and just say two words, fuck you, when I'm talking about Mullins being traded, think about that. I know a lot of people's responses is, look, well, look at the uh, pros and cons. Okay, that's one of the cons, but look at all the pros. I know. But when you have a center fielder who's trying to throw down that runner to get him out so they don't tie up the game or go ahead, that is a huge part of the game. People say, oh, his arm isn't that bad. I, I don't know. Go back and look at some highlights of uh, Mullins throwing the ball. It is not an arm to brag about, but pertaining to batting and stealing bases and and OBP and average and all that shit, I'm going to keep an eye on that guy because I want to see how uh, he answers back because there are some people out there who say, oh, it's a fluke. I don't think he can do it again. I mean, look what he did prior. Well, look what he did prior because of what he was battling with. Now that that's cleared, hopefully, I'm assuming so, is what it sounds like. Look what he did, folks. Also, I'm, I'm going to keep an uh, eye on Odor. Of course, the Orioles signed him. And most people's reaction was excited when the Orioles signed Odor because, uh, look, we all remember seeing him punch the living shit out of Captain Dickbag himself, Jose Bautista. What a shitbag. I hated him. When I started uh, the podcast and did uh, the Most Hated Player, people writing in, uh, Jose Bautista, I think, was like 60% of people who wrote in who they just fucking hated Oh, he was like a villain on a James Bond movie, especially when he was on the Blue Jays. We had to see him all the fucking time, and he was good, too. God, the O'Day versus Bautista days. Oh, those were so fun. Those were great. But Odor's coming on the Orioles. Wanted a chance to show the league he still got it, and of course, the Orioles gave him the best opportunity, knowing he would be getting a lot of playing time, most likely. I'm assuming so, especially knowing the Orioles don't exactly have an all-star infield cast right now. I mean, there's some kids, there's some names on there that could do well. We'll just have to see this year. I mean, the infield right now, we got Bannon, Gutierrez, Jones, Mateo, Urias, or Urias. You say Urias, I say Urias. 
Vavra, and of course Odor. I mean, basically counting on guys who have never held a full-time position other than Odor. Now, again, Orioles were number six with the least amount of errors in 2021. <laughs> so that was good. Gutierrez, I uh, was very impressed with his glove. I mean, most of the guys that I was just named here, I mean, we're hoping that the bat heats up. It's like Richie Martin. I always had that guy's back for years. I just He, he just seems like an exciting player. He's fast. Some of the highlights I've seen of him in the um, in the infield, you're just like, wow, if this kid could get his bat going, but it just won't. He can't get that bat. It's, it's like someone needs to go up to him and go, just go in the gym an hour a day. He looks like he never hits the gym. <laughs> But that's uh, but like Gutierrez, you know, the bat didn't really get going. But he, there's some times where in the infield you're like, holy shit, did you see that? Fantastic play. Uh, third base and shortstop. Elias might be taking a look at free agent. I'm assuming that's gonna be, uh, I, you know, I, I think they're gonna start spending the money coming up here. I think he might be playing more third base than any of the positions in the start of the season. Though Gutierrez, like I said, wasn't so bad with the glove over on third base. But that's a position you'd like to have a veteran glove with. But I don't know. I don't know what his plan is with Odor. They're probably going to be shuffling people around until there's players that can prove they can play every day at that specific position and help the Orioles win. Now, Elias, of course, didn't grab Odor for his bat, mainly for his glove. And (laughs) if you haven't seen this, here's why. We're going to just go back to 2017. He just hit above 200, 204. Uh, 607 at bat, so he definitely had the opportunity to shine, uh, but he hit 30 bombs with 71 RBIs, uh, 252 OBP, which is below average. 2018, he hit 253 with 18 home runs. Uh, what did he do? 2019, he hit, again, 205, 30 home runs. He had 522 at bats, 283 OBP, which is not exactly lighting up. So he basically gets on base when he hits a home run, <laughs> which is fine especially being a power left-handed hitter in Camden Yards. That'll be a pro. So those are the couple things I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Again, I'm not just going to start going down the rabbit hole of basically everything. I mean, we all know, obviously, pitching is an issue. Starting pitching. Shit. Even relieving. But anyway, want to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. What are you looking for in the uh, 2022 season? Are you just on board and say, I just want him to fucking win games. I want him to be exciting. I, I don't care. Other than that, I don't care who does what. I just want the Orioles to go back to being good. I get it. I get it. All right, a couple emails that came in. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Uh, this is from Eddie. He says, the reason I have a problem with them pushing these walls back I think he meant to just say one wall. Again, they're only moving one wall back. He says it's because that's taking home runs away from the Orioles as well. He goes, Orioles have one of the best right-handed hitters in baseball, but he's now going to be losing those RBIs and home runs. He says, Elias is so concerned with getting top pitchers here, he's not looking at the big picture, realizing that's screwing up the Orioles' chances to win with the big home runs from Eddie. No, Eddie, I completely get it. The entire reason Elias wants to do this is because he is looking at the big picture. Great pitching will win the big series for you. That's just it. I don't care how many power hitters you have on your team. If you have average and below average pitchers, you can fucking forget about it. You score 10 runs, you're going to lose 15 to 10. And the Orioles not really able to sign big name pitchers. 
It's not like it's been a, uh, a little rumor that's been floating around. Apparently, it's a real thing because Michael Elias even came out and said it is one of the reasons why they're pushing back the wall because they want to be able to sign uh, you know, big-time pitchers, big-name pitchers. Most pitchers don't want to come in to Camden Yards and fuck their numbers up. It's true. And I talked about it last episode. That's exactly what Michael Elias said, and that's why he's doing it. And when you say we have one of the best right-handed batters, power hitters in baseball, I know you're talking about Ryan Mountcastle, but uh, listen, I'm sure Ryan Mountcastle is still going to do just fine. And with the Orioles, okay, you're also going to be taking away some home runs of the other team as well. It's all going to even out. But the point was, is we're just trying to get some uh, some competitive pitchers in here, and it's true. Camden Yards is known for a little league ballpark. All players on other teams, when they come into Camden Yards, they all say the same thing. Hey, we're going to be able to fluff up our numbers a little bit with the home runs. You know, it was like a punchline coming into Camden Yards, playing in Little League Camden Yards. So that was one of the things that Michael I said when he came in here that he wanted to do. So, Eddie, I get it. I, I hear what you mean. I mean, they're going to be taking home runs away from both teams. But <laughs> apparently it was more on the other team that we were seeing because of the pitching that we had. So hopefully that'll... Help even things out. Eddie, appreciate your email, and I, I appreciate your concern. I see what you mean, but I'm not on board 100% with what you're saying. All right, uh, here's an email from Jim. He says, hey, Nate, I heard you on your episode requesting to hear from people who actually used the date January 1st as the target date to start a new life. Well, here I am. I'm one of them. Four years ago, January 1st, I quit smoking. Some days I would wake up and say what a terrible fucking idea I decided to do. I'd also be lying if I said I didn't sneak one along the way and have a couple quick smokes to help ease the pain. But since then, I've been nicotine-free for four years. Go O's. Uh, Jim, I appreciate the email, but that's not quitting. (laughs) January 1st. And and props to you, Jim. That's great that you've been nicotine-free, would you say? You said four years. I mean, no matter how you do it, uh, that's fantastic. I'm glad to hear you're getting your health back, but... You, you said it in your email. I uh, wouldn't lie. What did you say? Uh, some days you wake up. Okay, you'd be lying if you said you didn't sneak one along the way. What does that mean? You snuck one along the way for what? Like a couple months, a couple days, uh, you, that year, and then finally you quit. That's what I mean. Like I've never heard anyone like January 1st, I'm done. Boom. Haven't picked it up since then. But on the other hand, I, I, I get it, Jim. That was your target date. That's what you wanted to do. You fucked up a little bit, maybe long way, but that was it. So, I don't know. I, I guess at first when I was reading that, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to tell him that, no, that, that's not quitting January 1st. But you know what? I'll give it to you, man. I'll give it to you. Your target date was January 1st. You may have slipped up a little bit here. Maybe right back in and, and specify what you mean about uh, screwing up along the way. Because I've had people tell me, yeah, I, I quit, you know, quit smoking January 1st. But, boy, you know, finally in like July... I, I'd finally put them down. I, I would smoke one every now and then. I'm like, well, that doesn't count. But regardless of what kind of conversation we're having about, you know, splitting hairs, congratulations on quitting smoking. I, I know that's hard. I've Family and friends have tried that around me for years, and shit, 90% of them are still smoking right now. Although I don't know if, uh, what is that they all smoke now? Uh, vapes or e-cigarettes, whatever. I know a lot of people are doing that now, and they say, hey, I quit smoking. So I'm always curious, people who actually quit, who don't even chew the nicotine gum, when they hear people say, I quit smoking, and then they pull out that vape. <laughs> I'm wondering if they look at him like, what the fuck are you doing? 
So anyway, Jim, regardless of you know what's going back and forth, congrats. Glad you quit smoking. But I, I don't know. I just I'm always thinking like January first, that's it, boom, done. Cold turkey. Whatever. Anyway. All right, moving on. Back to the uh Orioles real quick. I, I noticed I've talked about a couple times with the Orioles and baseball about how the ratings are going down, TV ratings and attendance and stadiums and shit like that. And BaltimoreBaseball.com even said the same thing, like talking about how baseball better get their shit together. Losing fans, ratings, you know, with hotels, restaurants, other attractions in Sarasota, they're going to feel the difference. And the owners will start feeling the effects in ticket sales. You know, it just, shit was hurting already. And baseball's already trying to figure out ways to attract, you know, a younger crowd. Because I think the average baseball fan right now is 55. Actually, I have it right here. 57 years old is the average baseball fan. So, baseball, again, they've said plenty of times they're trying to get the younger crowd in. And the way to do it, they think, is to shorten the game and do some other shit. So, I was just curious. I went on to about, like, I did a little research. Went on to, like, 20, 30 different websites. Legit websites that I feel that usually has their shit together when I'm looking up stats and so forth. And basically the way they broke it down of, of where baseball is right now in like 2022, again, tendons, uh, TV ratings, the amount of money they charge for ads and commercials and World Series and, and Super Bowls and just basically, obviously breaking that shit down. Uh, they do polls online, you know, over a million people are uh, getting involved in the polls on Twitter and social media. So... I wanted to average out of where baseball was. Because after what I'm hearing, it sounds like, man, does anyone even fucking watch baseball anymore? You know, with the ratings dropping of the World Series in 2021. So, and by the way, I'm not a wrestling fan anymore. I think sixth or seventh grade is when I kind of fell out of watching wrestling. Not saying anything bad about it. I mean, wrestling is fucking huge. It's entertaining. I I don't know why I fell out of it. I was a big WCW fan <laughs> when I was watching it. Again, I can't remember why, but holy shit, looking into some wrestling numbers and, and TV and, and attendance and review, whoa, I mean, wrestling is the real fucking deal right now. I didn't realize how huge it was. It's fucking gigantic. But here's what I found out. Baseball right now is number three most popular sport in the U.S. Of course, number one being football and number two, uh, NBA and uh, number three, baseball. I mean, uh, some of them, baseball and NBA, were flip-flopping back and forth. So it still seems like, of course, baseball is a big-time sport that everybody loves around the country, of course. And some of the stuff you read and hear, you, it makes it sound like nobody gives a shit about baseball, but that's not true. Uh, number four, I've noticed in the trend of the averaging it out was hockey. Soccer, number five. I think I just uh, wrote down a couple things. Tennis, number six. You want to play a sport that gets you in shape. It's tennis. If you're not good at tennis (laughs) and you want to play with someone who is good and you want to get in shape, you're going to get that fat taken right off that big ass of yours because you want to talk about running around and getting pissed off 15, 20 minutes in. You play a a couple games of tennis and you've only been playing for like 20 minutes. You feel like you've been playing for days. But uh, MMA number seven. Uh, Wrestling, by the way, was coming in like I don't know why wrestling kept coming up higher, like in eight and nine, because from what I was reading, I thought for sure on some of those lists, wrestling was going to come in at number one above like baseball and football. But anyway, so I was kind of shocked to see 
that all these articles and websites and, uh, you know, I let these articles do all the hard work of ratings and uh, popularity. And, yeah, baseball, number two, number three, football just crushes everyone. Everybody's football's bitch. But, you know, it's uh, baseball still has some issues because, again, the average age, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, who cares if the average age is 90? I love baseball. You love baseball. But I think they just like to focus on the younger crowd. They always want to get the next generation in. I know I looked up the average age for a football fan was uh, 30 years old. It's a little over than 57. Uh, NBA, 37 years old. What I thought was funny, though, is the average age of a tennis fan is 61. <laughs> but as you can see, you know, you got sports, NBA, or um, football, NBA, uh, you know, NASCAR. I forgot what NASCAR was. I think NASCAR was coming in always like eight and nine in the list. And uh, NASCAR had uh, average age of 58. <laughs> Statista.com is what I was looking up on on these uh, ages. But anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting to see baseball still at the top three of all the sports in the country in the U.S. And uh, people still love their baseball. I just think there's so many, so much fucking content out there. It's hard to focus on one thing all the time. It's just too much shit going out there. TikTok fucked everything up. I don't know. So I'd like to hear from you guys. What's on your mind? What are you feeling about 2022? How are you feeling about uh, this lockout? Are we going to see baseball? I think we will. It's just going to be a lot later. Things are, And then they're going to have to fucking negotiate some more shit because of that, pertaining to money and contract. It's just, my God, it's going to snowball. And if it continues the way it is, I'm just getting a little concerned that when 2023 comes around, we're going to be saying the same thing. Well, uh, you know, we didn't get we only 60 games of 2022. So what are you looking forward to this year? Whatever. I want to hear from you. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Always love hearing from you again. Keep your ears open for the tickets that I'm going to be giving away. Uh, if you are going to see Paul McCartney at Camden Yards. Oh my God. Enjoy that. I won't be in town when he comes in. I almost wanted my wife to cancel the plans that we had just to see Paul McCartney. That didn't go over well. But yeah, if you go, take photos. I'd love to see it. All right, guys. Till next time. See you.